This is the Pete Wong Podcast, sharing the things that I love with those that I love. I've always wanted to talk about the things that I care about in life. People have told me time after time, why don't you just share more of you? And with that, let's go. Welcome to this week's The Pete Wong Podcast. This is the first one in the new year. So happy 2021 to everyone, all of you listeners out there. May I first start off just saying thank you, thank you, thank you. We started in August and it's been just something that I feel is is growing and uh, reaching more eyes and ears and um, hearts. I uh, am, am extremely grateful for this opportunity and I just wanted to start off um, by saying thank you. Hope all of you enjoyed your new year. We're able to celebrate it. And um, I don't know if any of you got dressed up or anything like that, but uh, my girlfriend and I, we we did. Uh, even in her apartment, we got all dressed up. I even wore a bow tie. We rang in the new year, as they say. I don't always know what the next episode is going to be about. Uh, usually, I try to just let the universe show me and I just go with the flow and uh, enjoy the ride or, or have faith that uh, it's taken me in a direction that it needs to be. For this first episode of the new year, I was not expecting to tackle such a, such a topic as grieving. And I even hesitated to record this. And, and this is probably even like take two or three. The more I thought about it, the more it, 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 it sat with me that this was going to be a very important podcast to share. And even though I might get emotional um, during it, uh, that there was going to be a lot of value for you to to hear. If anyone finds uh, anything that uh, I end up sharing uh, in this episode offensive or as an attack, um, uh, please know that that is not my intention. I, w- I wanted to share my my story, my relationship with my friend. This is out of love and this is out of um, care. And this is the reason why I felt it was important to, to do this. I don't even know where to start. I don't know why it feels so overwhelming. All right. A couple of weeks ago, I received news that a friend of mine, a a uh, fellow fight friend uh, member, um, had passed away. Um, his name is Jin Park, and uh, when it when I received the news, it was it, something in me felt very different from other friends or family or close people to me that have passed away. And the reason why was because though I love Jin and I and I still do. I I I always have. There was a incident between him and him and me that changed the course of our friendship. And Though we were able to heal from it, things were never ever the same. So when it happened, 
I felt sad and I felt I felt the beginning of of the process of grieving again for someone who's no longer here. But it just felt really different because I've never experienced this before where you love somebody, you care about somebody, but at some point things changed and you weren't as close as you once were, but they but you have no anger or no in a way, no regrets. So what was interesting, and I and I want to point this out, is people ask me. In fact, just the other day, a, a friend of mine gave me a call, and he said he wanted to talk, and he said that he had lost a close friend um, to um, health conditions. He wanted my advice. I didn't give him my advice right away because I just wanted to hear him share. I think that that's such an important thing. When someone close to you or someone that mattered in your life is no longer here, you just have a space to talk about that person's life. Many years ago, I took that for granted. Many years ago, I thought that that wouldn't be enough until I had good people in my life show me through their, through their example that just talking about them is actually quite a lot. Uh, and, and possibly enough, at least in that process of grieving. Before we hung up, I told, I told my friend, I said, because I wasn't sure if he was doing this, and so I told him uh, something that, that, that I've also shared with another friend, many, um, my buddy, uh, when his friend passed. And I said, whatever it is that you're feeling, just sit with it and feel it. Whether it's crying, whether it's feeling angry, whether it's feeling jealous, whether it's feeling upset, whether it's feeling happy, whether it's feeling those emotions, when they rise up to the surface, it's so important. It's so valuable for us to take the time to recognize them, to honor them. Because that sadness, that anger, that fear, whatever it is that you're feeling, once you feel it, something in us changes. Something in us possibly relaxes. And I have to look at um, the whole catharsis. Um, you know, the, the emotion is, is a cathartic emotion. And therefore, it allows us to heal. I told my friend to do this. He said he was going to you know, do his best to do that. And, and, um, and that's all we can ask for. But I shared this with them because I wasn't sure how I was feeling about, about Jin passing. I was sad. Um, but I just didn't. I, I was having a hard time processing my, my feelings. And then one day after, after exercising, like I, like I like to do, uh, in the morning, what I when I usually do like a guided meditation or just sitting down meditation, it was interesting because something in me spoke to me in a, in like a like a like an embodiment. Like I felt it in my body, and it said, "You're feeling it. It's time to sit, and it's time to feel it." And what came out was all the love that I have for this, this man that's no longer here. 
And despite what happened, and despite the choices that he made, my love for him never wavered. My proximity to him had changed because of what happened. But my heart, my love, my... My caring for this soul had never left. And so now, now that I've... (laughs) Now that I've shared this with you, I want to tell you about Jin and our friendship. I had just moved to LA uh, a couple months in. I was told of this this martial art uh, meetup group called Lab Rats. And so I went down to the park on a Tuesday night. I think, yeah, it was Tuesday. And one of the guys there was Jin. I remember I remember Jin because he was the only other Asian guy. <laughs> um, at that time, I thought he was Japanese. Horrible, horrible assumption. It turned out that he was Korean. I mean, go figure, Park, last name. But I remember him showing me something. I don't remember what he showed me, but I remember the way he showed it to me. That itself stuck in me. For some reason, I already started to feel a part of this family that I never had, I never met. But just the way that Jin was. Those of you that know Jin, you know exactly what I'm talking about. He had a big heart. He did a lot of volunteering he would go out of his way to help other people. And then he was a teacher in the schools and uh, would always uh, talk about his students and, and you know, kind of take their stories, uh, their lives, um, very, uh, very personal to his. From that point on, we just spent a lot of time together in different moments, different spaces. Sometimes it would be with other members of our fight group. Sometimes it would just be him and me. When I allowed myself to think back to these memories, they were good memories. And I allowed myself to remember them even more, to remember the details and and allow my body to feel them. Because I realize, I recognize that having good memories is awesome. Somebody told me, Good memories are important because not everybody gets them. I started going back and looking at uh, on my computer and I, I started noticing, I started finding uh, photos and uh, video even um, that reminded me of, wow, I did spend a lot of time with him. In a way, we were like brothers mainly because I think we're, we, were, uh, we had a lot of things in common. We were both Asian. We were both educators. Uh, we worked with kids. We're both martial artists. We love martial arts. We both uh, were divorced. And we both have this goofy, playful side. And, and, um, and also, uh, uh, Jin had a swagger about him um, that was kind of very unique. Um, and I think is given where he, uh, probably because uh, where he grew up and, and the environment that he spent most of his time. Just looking back at those memories, and I even remember, and I showed this to uh, 
my my um my friend the other day there was a picture i think it was my roommate and uh that i shared um there's this picture uh, that i had taken of him when we went to eat uh, at a korean restaurant just him and me and not a korean barbecue it was it was one of those uh what he said was if you want to eat korean food this is the place and i was like at that time it was early in my experience of eating korean food in la so i was like wherever you recommend i'm down let's go we we go to this uh cool restaurant it's a popular one i can't remember the name it's the kind of place where anyone can go and drink a lot of uh soju uh eat a lot of food uh like beer might be spilling you know in places there's a lot of wood hard wood um there's it wasn't there's nothing fancy about it but it was a really uh uh, cool place to go to and so when he took me there i felt wow this is a great experience uh way to experience uh koreatown and um korean food with my buddy uh who's korean (laughs) i took this picture of him i said hey i said i said hey hey just just uh, hold that hold that position. He was looking at the menu. I took a picture for him and then I showed it to him and I said, it looks like it looks like old boy with the lighting and then and then he goes, and the fact that I'm Korean. And uh, that was kind of our relationship. Tongue in cheek, kind of like knock each other around type of a thing. Also just a lot of uh, caring and love and uh, and uh, respect for each other. Another thing about him, that is a very strong memory is that uh, he invited me into his schools to to speak. I was uh, wanting to do more and I was uh, exploring uh, this, this uh, wanting to share my story. And so he gave me an opportunity, gave me a platform to do so. Every year, whatever school he was at, I would get a chance to speak to one or two or maybe three of his classes and I'd hang out with him if possible. We go grab a taco and then go back and then quickly rush back to the school. One of the last times that we did this, he wanted a reflection process with the students. After my visit, after my my speaking, um, I spoke to the students about my narrative, losing my grandma and losing my best friend to suicide and and how uh, I've made the choice to continue living my life despite them taking their life. But he did something so cool and so special that I still have the letters. He asked the students to write letters in response to my talk. You know, you never know uh, how much of an impact you're making. Uh, as much as you you know that you're doing this because you want to make an impact on people's lives, you don't always know how. And you don't, and sometimes you don't always know if it's enough. Well, all those letters that I got when he gave them to me that that weekend, I cherished reading each one of them. There was one in particular where a girl, she said that she was so glad that I came and spoke to them because she was considering taking her life. After hearing my story, she didn't want to do that anymore. It's stuff like that that's just like, you know, you're just glad that you were there. You were glad that you said yes. You were glad that you made that opportunity. You you were glad that you uh, took the day off from work uh, at a job that you probably don't like so very much to do those things because it resonated with you and, and you just 
said yes. Another time I asked Jin to, um, cause he used to volunteer, uh, he and a group of people used to back in the day, used to volunteer down at Skid Row in Los Angeles, uh, to, uh, provide food for the homeless and, um, probably, probably more than food. But, uh, uh, that was like the main, one of the main things is to provide, uh, food. One of the last Thanksgivings I said, I said, Hey, um, I wanted to, I want to, I'd like to volunteer at Skid Row on Thanksgiving. And he told me, he said, everyone's doing that. They're going to have more than enough people. And then after Thanksgiving, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be hungry. So why don't you come with me? We'll just, we'll go on the outskirts of, of Skid Row. I know a couple of places we can go and I'll get the food, the leftover food, uh, from the school, uh, from the school, the, all the leftover food from, uh, Thanksgiving. And, the the night before Thanksgiving, we'll just we'll just uh, pass out food, and then when we run out, then we'll stop. I'm so grateful. I'm so glad that I, um, that I got that opportunity. What we did that evening, I know to him was like he had done it a thousand times, but for me, it was that one time that I did that. That I'll, I'll always remember it because of what what we accomplished, what I saw, how I, how I was able to interact with the, the, the people that were living on the streets. Jin was just that kind of a guy. I never really got into uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu or jiu-jitsu, uh, the ground fighting, because I had an injury with my neck and back. And so I was very uh, precautious about about you know falling on my neck and all that stuff. When my body started to heal and felt stronger, um, I started doing more more jits. Started doing more ground fighting, and he was so uh, animate to help me. I just really connected with the way he wa- he was showing it to me. It was so encouraging and so motivating i'm gonna miss that when (laughs) when we would do a move a very basic one and he would not let me get up he would say let's do it again and i was like oh man i got rolling the grass again and he's like let's do it again let's do it again let's do it again and and then i and then sometimes i wouldn't get the move and he's like it's okay let's do it again he was, he was like that. He was encouraging in that sense. Even after, like on a Sunday, after all of us hung out, uh, we like to go to a Vietnamese restaurant and hang out and, uh, you know, talk smack and talk philosophical, uh, amazing conversations, some of the best conversations with my, with my uh, fight, fight family, different fight family members. Afterwards, sometimes he and I would go continue to hang out. And I had forgotten about that. Huh. Another memory was us going to the movie theater on, after, on Sundays, just him and me. He'd find a good deal, the movie pass, and we'd go to the movies. If we didn't meet up for dinner, we would sing karaoke at his house. And I, in fact, I have video, I have proof uh, still of him singing the Neil Diamond song, uh, uh, 
Da da da. I oh I can't I can't think of the song right now. This is the one that they sing at the ballpark and everything. It's memories like that. Spending time with this person in their home, singing music, uh, you know, making fun of each other. Those memories don't go away. Those memories are what make relationships so powerful. So the memories that I shared, those are the good memories. But just like any other human being, Jin had other aspects of him. And I won't go into detail. I won't go into specifics because out of respect for uh, him, out of respect for his friends and family, and also uh, it's not necessary, but uh, Jin was definitely going through a lot of stuff a lot of stuff that affected, uh, uh, sometimes, uh, I would notice it, uh, sometimes, um, when we were training, something could happen and it could trigger something in him and he would not be a nice person. Um, uh, and then he'd snap out of it and then he'd apologize, uh, for what he did. And, and he'd, he'd admit it. I, I did respect that about him is that he, he knew that he had this other side of him that could go off. But if you say you notice it, but you're not taking care of it enough, that to me is not, it's kind of like a warning. The way I describe it, it's like a ticking time bomb. It could ignite, it could explode at any, any moment. Being the person that I am, making the choices in my life that I was making, I, I had a hard time being around that. But I still loved the guy. So one day, we're sitting at a Starbucks. And everything is, is going just like it normally does. We're, 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 we're having a good time. We're talking, you know, anything from music to uh, deep psychological, philosophical conversations to uh, back to martial arts we're having a good time and then all of a sudden I, I remember I remember it like it was yesterday he and I were sitting square, squared off essentially or maybe I was like this and for some reason he got excited uh, and he started flicking my ear like this and he flicked it one time and it bothered me but I was like okay he, you know we're touchy-feely friends like you know we've always been like that but then he did it again and at that time, I was really working on myself to say how I feel, to express in words exactly how I feel. If something bothered me, I wanted to express that. If something made me feel good, I wanted to express that. And also to have the confidence to be okay with having feelings of my own. That's a, that's a big part of uh, my transformation was owning my own feelings. And he flicked my ear and I didn't think anything of it. I just said, I can't remember the exact words, but I said uh, something along the lines of, hey, Jin, can you stop doing that? Uh, just like that, you know, that kind of a tone. It, something in him like switched and he gave me this look. And then I was like, oh, inside I was like, oh, this is, this is not, this is not gonna... 
in a sense, this is not going to end well, but this is not going to be well. And I said, um, I, I mean, I didn't say anything. And, and, uh, and then he looked at me and then he, he slid his chair back. Something in my childhood, a memory, a flashback in my childhood came up when, when kids used to pick on me. Just this, this whole thing about being in a space where, where, where someone is confronting you. Uh, I had not felt that in so long, and I've I've done everything that I can to not. Even being a martial artist, I don't want to I don't want to fight. So he slid his chair back and he stared at me, and then I just looked at him because this is my friend, and he got up out of his chair and he said, "You want to fight me? Let's go." And then I'm not, and, and my tone is not accurate with the way he was. He was angry at me as if I offended him, as if I, I had stepped a line over, you know, I crossed the line when I was just speaking my, what, my feelings. I wasn't scared of like losing a fight. I was scared that someone that I had cared about, someone that, I loved what actually is actually doing this. I just sat there and I told him, I said, I don't want to fight you. And the other thing is too, is that a lot of the fighters knew that, that Jin, Jin could fight. And he had a default, uh, what do you call it? Ankle lock. And we, you know, if it was a real fight situation, he wasn't, he didn't care if you would tap, he would probably snap it. And I did not want that to be me. I did not. I did not want to strike my friend. At the same time, I did not want to um, get hurt. I just sat there and I told him, "I'm not going to fight you." And then, thankfully, he just stormed out. I found out later that after he left, him being in that in that space that he was in, uh, mental space, he almost got in a fight with some with a, another group of strangers um, who had thrown something like near his car, like water or something. After that incident, I didn't feel safe around him. I knew I knew that he loved me. I knew that that uh, he he would not want to harm me, but the fact that he did that, the fact that he could do that. That told me he didn't have control of his own state of being. I'm not a doctor, so I don't, uh, I don't uh, intend to prescribe uh, what was going on. But I know, and this is one of the key reasons why I wanted to share this, is that sometimes it's hard it's probably one of the hardest things you might have to do in life. But the people that you love, the people that you have shared so much with at, at one point, if they become a danger, hostile, at any point could become another person and, and, and uh, affect your, your being, your health, your safety, you got to have boundaries for yourself. And you got to be able to say no, enough's enough. After that incident, whenever we'd train, 
like in the same space he he tried to be on the other side and he didn't know how to talk to me he didn't know how to encounter me uh i i know that he felt bad for what he did and rightfully so i lost a good friend something in me always knew it wouldn't have to be like that we just needed some time some space i gave it a couple months and i believe i reached out to him and i said i forgive you i don't quite remember how the conversation continued or what happened but we agreed to have dinner and we hadn't seen each other we haven't hung out and i didn't forget what he had done because a line was crossed and i made a choice in my life that i would only have people who want the who are looking out for the best interest in me as much as I'm looking the best interest in them but it has to be mutual. We met up in this uh kind of like it was still in the valley but it was this really cool town and man if I ever visit that town again I'll never it, it won't be the same because the last memory was this dinner that we had. So we went and uh we met we walked the streets looking for a place to eat and then we eventually found this German restaurant. It was kind of like a German slash like bar slash outdoor restaurant. And it was a great evening. Despite what happened, we for, we I forgave him and he forgave himself and and he we began to just talk and hang out like we used to uh as far as just being in the moment for each other. And I remember around that time he was already sick. He was fighting uh diabetes and uh it affected his kidney and it affected his heart and he was waiting for a kidney donor. Sometimes after that dinner sometimes we wouldn't see him and he'd just show up out of nowhere and we'd be like, "Hey, how are you?" and he's like, "I've been I was in the hospital and I'm lucky to be alive. I'm grateful for him still being around. Even though I didn't hang out with him as close as before, I still reached out to him. Uh me and 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 the other uh close fight friends, uh fight family members uh reached out to him. Uh, you know, I invited him come train. Um whether it was Sunday or Thursday when we trained, we would we would invite him, you know, break bread with us like we used to and just little by little we didn't see him. So he's not here anymore. And I don't remember the last time that we physically were in the same space together. But I will never forget what he gave me despite the the good times and despite the dangerous times i will never forget that friendship one thing that i always think about is how many times he wanted me to know that i was on the right path he wanted me to know that i didn't have to worry 
because being who I was was enough. That he loved this Pete Wong. He was so encouraging to me, for me. He supported everything that I did. Uh, he was even in a in a fight scene um, that we that we put together. Um, my mentor, uh, my my buddy, uh, a neighbor, uh, actress friend, another friend that we put together, and he was uh, he was he was in it. I thought that talking about Jin was would be important because. I think there's something very special, something very valuable about making the choice to love people despite having the strength, having the confidence to know your limits, to know when it's a toxic situation. I loved him. From the moment that I met him to the day that I found out that he passed away. And I still love him. But something had changed. And I have to honor that. I have to honor myself for making that decision. But you know what's cool is the day when I sat down and I let this all sink in. I don't know how to explain it, but I felt like. I, I felt I felt him connecting to how I was feeling and just feeling happy and not suffering anymore. And he felt love because he knew all along that I did love him. And so I thought for you listeners even though my brain might be scattered, even this this whole episode might be everywhere. I just thought it's important to share with you this story, this particular relationship that I had with someone who was probably fighting his own demons. And, And as much as he loved and helped other people, he was working a lot on the on himself. Um, or he had a lot, you know, he was working on. Um, but how, despite that, how he shared his love, how he shared his friendship, his brotherhood to me. And I'll never forget that. So I will miss him. I will think about him. And I am grateful for the lessons that he's given me, that he's taught me. Thank you. If you uh, listen to any of this, thank you for taking the time. I just wish you all healthy and healthier relationships. And sometimes it will require you to recognize what that means. Not sometimes, all the time. And it might not be easy but it's important and it's a necessity 
to have your boundaries because your the people that love you they would want you to and they will understand that Whew. that was a lot um thank you for uh tuning in uh this meant a lot to me uh to share and um We grieve, we all grieve in different ways and at different times, depending on the situation. Let's look forward to the upcoming episodes. We'll have, uh, we'll be having more conversations with new guests. Until then, please take care of yourself and enjoy the new year and perhaps we can have more conversations uh, in the upcoming episodes regarding the new year regarding uh the kind of things that uh, uh we might be doing we might be uh preparing for the new year with that you are loved you are enough and you are worthy blessings to all of you Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next week. And remember, you are loved, you are enough, and you are worthy. Blessings to all of you. I remember the song. It's Sweet Caroline. This one's for you, Jin. Where it began, I can't begin to know when. But then I know it's growing strong. Was in the spring. And spring became the summer. Who'd have believed you'd come along? Here we go. Hands. Touching hands. Reaching out, touching me, touching you, <laughs> sweet Caroline. Bop, bop, bop. Good times never seem so good. I've been inclined, bop, bop, bop. to be. Look at the night And it don't seem so lonely We fill it up with only two And when I heard Bird runs off my shoulders How can I hurt when holding you? Warm, touching warm, reaching out, touching me, touching you, sweet Caroline, good times never seem so
good. I've been, been inclined ba, 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 to believe they never, never would. Oh, no, no, no. Looking out for you, looking out for us always. Blessings all.